Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got your great cup of Joe and you're ready to go. So I want to read out of uh, 1 Kings 18, starting with the 16th verse, very familiar scripture. This is Elijah in the in Mount Carmel. It says, um, Obadiah went out to meet Ahab and, and told him, and when Ahab went and meet Elijah, he saw him and he says, this is you, the trouble of Israel. Verse 18, I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father family have. You have abandoned the Lord's command and followed the bells. Now summon all the people from all over Israel to meet me at Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eats at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent out the word throughout Israel to assemble the prophets on Mount Carmel. And Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. And the people said nothing. So I'm going to stop right there real quick, okay? And so what I'm talking about today is what is God doing in our lives? Are we listening? Are we, are we focused? Are we doing what we need to do, okay? And the reason I'm talking about this is because I want to tell you we are in between two opinions today, all right? We have people who are following the Lord, and we have people that are following the things of the world, which is Baal. And Jezebel was a queen that brought her religion and her beliefs into the land when she uh, was married. And so... They set up the the prophets of Baal, and and they were they were misleading everybody and doing everything, and they were having um, sexual escapades and things of this nature as far as worshiping Baal. And Elijah had enough. The Lord had had enough. Okay, so we pick up in verse uh, twenty two, and then Elijah said to them, "I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has four hundred and fifty prophets." Get two bulls for us, let Baal's prophet choose one of for themselves, and let them cut it into pieces and put it on wood, but do not set fire to it. And I will prepare the other bull, I will put it on the wood, and not set fire to it. Then you will call on the name of your God, and I will call upon the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire is God. And then all the people says, what do you say is good? So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it uh, first, since there's so many of you. Then call out the name of your God, and but do not light the fire. So they took the bull and that was given to them and they prepared it. And they called out to the name of Baal from morning to noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. There was no response and no answer. And they danced around the altar that they had made. And at noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout, shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought. Maybe he's busy or he's traveling. Maybe he's asleep. He must be awakened. And they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears as their customs to draw blood. And midday passed and they continued into the frantic uh, times until the evening sacrifice. But there was never a response. There was never an answer. And no one was paying attention. 
All right. Verse 30, Elijah said to the people, come here. And they came to him and he prepared the altar, which had been made. And Elijah took the 12 stones, one for each of the tribes from the descent of Jacob, from whom the word of the Lord comes saying, your name shall be Israel. And with the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he dug a trench around it long enough, uh, large enough to hold um, two barrels of water. And then he arranged the wood and cut the bull into pieces. And he laid it on the offering. And he said, fill four large jugs of water and pour it onto the offering in the wood. He said, do it again. And once again, he said, do it again. And on the third time, he ordered them to do it. And water was running down the altar, even into the trenches. And at the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God of Israel, and I am your servant, and I have done all these things that you've commanded. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know you are God, and you're turning their hearts back again. And then the fire of the Lord fell upon the, the sacrifice and burned it up in the wood and the stones and licked up the water from the trenches. And when the people saw this, they fell to the ground and they cried, Lord is the God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah commanded them to seize all the prophets of Baal and don't let any of them get away. And that's when he slaughtered them. Okay. And so why did I read about Elijah and the prophets of Baal? Because Listening to God can sometimes be confusing, all right? When we look in the Bible, we see some examples of God speaking through supernatural means, the burning bush, thunderous voices, a talking donkey. We would love for the Lord to talk to us that way, but it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes he speaks much softer, much gentler, and we have to pay attention, all right? After this event with Elijah, Elijah had to take off running for his life, okay? And so he found himself up in a mountain, hiding out in the caves, and the Lord called him out, okay? The Lord called him out, because if we look at 1 King 19.11, and I'm going to go ahead and get to it real quick, so I can read it word for word. It says, then the Lord... Then the word of the Lord came to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I am I'm very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with swords. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And a great powerful wind tore down the mountains apart and shattered them into rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood from the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So, to give you a, a, a quick overview on this. He was hiding, but the small, still voice, the gentle voice that whispered was the Lord, all right? So when we're talking to God, what are we asking for? A lot of times we're so frustrated because we're focused on things and God is not answering us in our timeline. And I've said this multiple times, God's timeline is not our timeline. But see, we are impatient. 
we're impatient people and we want everything right now. We don't want to wait. God needs to answer me. No ifs, ands, or buts because I'm in charge. Well, I'm here to tell you you're not in charge of anything. All right? God's top priority is drawing people closer to him. And he will do this. And he will do this through us at times. Our trials, our tribulations that we go through and other people see us go through it. As long as we stay close with the Lord, we're letting the light of the Lord shine through us. That is the beacon that's drawing people to the Lord. And see, we're in a world of darkness today. If you, if you get down to the brass tacks of it, we're in a world of darkness today. The world has gone crazy between all of the cultures that they have going on, um, whether it's uh, homosexuality, whether it's transgenderism, whether it's just plain old ruthless killing of each other. We are coming to a time, and I've been trying to say this for a while now, we're coming to a time where the world is now saw. He is, and the world is out persecuting the Christians. And it's only a matter of time, unfortunately, before they kick down the doors of the churches. And so then it's up to the people of the church. Are you going to give in? Or are you going to hold steadfast? As a, uh, uh, lesson that, that we're doing in our Sunday school. And I've been listening through um, a podcast from uh, Red Hills Church talking about the book of Revelation. Um, I think the pastor really sums it up. Are you for Team Lamb or are you for Team Dragon? Team Lamb is 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 for the Lord Jesus Christ and Team Dragon is for Satan. And see, I'm here, I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people on Team Dragon right now. And the dragon is at the doors of the church, huffing and puffing and trying to get in. And it's up to us praying and being diligent in our in the word of God to sit and hold steadfast. And don't let this world change us. That's what we need to do. We do not ever need to let this world change us. We're not of this world. We need to be separate people. All right. So what do you expect to happen when you pray? Do you expect God to answer right away? Do you expect to get exactly what you asked for? If, or if you're brutally honest, do you expect nothing much to happen? Do you approach prayer just like a wishing well? Because it'd be cool if you got your wish. It would be cool if all you had to do is toss a penny down and say, okay, Lord, I want this and poof, it would happen. But it's not that way. All right. But see, I think this is a misfortunate trap. I think we fall into a trap when it comes to prayers. Because when we're going through a rough season or our prayers didn't go away, or maybe we've been trying to hear from God for a while and it doesn't seem to be answering us, we start to shake our expectations of what God may do. See, we try to take God and make him a lesser God. Well, if God's not answering me, he must not be 100% for me. Or there's some people that would say, well, maybe he's not as powerful as I thought he was. And see, this is Team Dragon telling you all of this, whispering in your ear, wanting you to turn away from the Lord. All right. So if you want to be really transparent, we need to understand that we fall into seasons to where we never stop seeing God at work in our lives. All right. When he's not listening to us, or we think he's not listening to us, he is. We go through seasons, we go through trials and tribulations, but the Lord is with us every step of the way, all right? What did, what did Jesus tell the disciples? What did Jesus tell the disciples? He says, he says, I must leave you now, 
but I'm going to send you the comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit with us. Okay. So we have to, we have to be faithful. We have to stick with, with believing and having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in, in our father. Hebrews 16, 11, it says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists so that the rewards uh, those who seek him sincerely. We have to pre-surrender ourselves. We have to just pre-surrender. It sounds scary to let it all go, but we have to. We are a vessel for the Lord. We are the temple. You know, there was a time where they talked about the temple and they talked about the church. We are the church. All Christians, we are the church because we have the Lord Jesus Christ dwelling inside of us. We are the light that goes out and shines before others because we have Jesus in our heart. It's not what we do, but it's what the Lord does through us. And see, that's very important today because Team Dragon doesn't like light. They love the darkness. They love keeping confusion. They love keeping the darkness. They love keeping the mayhem going because that is their domain. But you know what? We follow an all-living, all-mercy, all-powerful, all-knowing Lord. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He did conquer death, hell, and the grave. He sits at the right hand of the Father. It's coming a time, ladies and gentlemen, when the final bells are going to ring and it's going to be time to end all of this. I'm not sitting here making a prophecy about the end times or anything like that. I'm telling you, all right, the world is it's honestly, excuse my French, the world has already went to hell in a handbag, all right? We are dealing with hell on earth. We're going through this. The world's loving it because, see, the world doesn't want anything to do with Jesus, doesn't want anything to do with God. That's where we are being sought after. But remember what Jesus told the disciples. He said that I was first hated before you guys. You are going to be hated in my namesake. They first hated me. What did they do? They took the Messiah and they nailed him to a cross. And the devil tried to get rid of him. But the devil lost. You understand what I'm saying? So how do we do all this? We need to focus. All right. Have you ever tried to really focus on something really hard, but find it so hard to do? I have a lot of trouble focusing for hours and hours. I mean, I'm not talking about binging on Netflix. I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about actually sticking to something and focusing because I find things that grab my attention. Um, I'm the proverbial uh, shiny things. It's like, okay, that broke my concentration. But see, that's things that I have to work on, all right? But see, we got to be careful and not be distracted with the culture that we live in, all right? God requires us to focus, all right? We already talked about the burning bush, and we talked about the, don the donkeys that talked, all right? They were one-off events, but God is whispering to us. We need to find a way to be still, be quiet in our minds, and focus. So here's a couple of ideas that we might be able to try to get our heart and mind to be still for the Lord long enough to hear what he has to say. Maybe we need to ditch our devices. Wherever you want, when you want to be alone with God, maybe what we need to do is make it a screen-free environment, all right? So anything that makes noise, alerts, buzzes, beeps, anything of that nature, let's, let's turn it off. Let's put it somewhere else. 
take our phone and shut it down, put it in airplane mode, put it in do not disturb, turn off all the social media and focus our attention on the Lord. All right. Try moving. Some of us are restless creatures. Maybe it needs a, a, a physical movement. All right. So I don't know about you. Sometimes I do pacing. That's what my wife says. I pace, but that's the way I concentrate. That's the way I think, especially if, um, if the Lord is, is dealing with me personally uh, with scripture and stuff like this, I, I walk around because as I'm walking, I'm thinking. So I could probably fit into the, the try moving around. Okay. So if you are like me and you like to move around, it's like right now I'm sitting, I'm sitting behind the microphone, but I'm kind of swiveling in my chair because holding still just drives me up the wall. All right. So what about isolation? All right. If we really want to get deep with God, maybe we need to do something where we're not interrupted and we have the ability to focus. Maybe we have to plan our time to where we're completely isolated from everybody. You know, maybe it's when everybody's out of the house, we have the, the chance to, to really draw focus. Because what all this is about is what is God trying to tell us? What is he doing? What is he trying to tell us? Because I am a believer that the Lord is speaking to each and every one of us today. He's trying to tell us something, okay? And we need to listen. We need to shut off the things of the world and we need to listen. We don't need the distractions of the world because that's all they want to do is they want to constantly distract you. If they constantly distract you, then they keep the focus on them and not on the Lord. Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation and I will honor throughout the world. Be still and know that I'm God. That is that is so important. I don't know how to how to tell you how important that is today to know that we need to be still for the Lord, okay? So, we have a few things we could try. Like I said, get rid of our devices. If you have to move around, move around. Isolate yourself. Separate yourself. Prepare your mind, prepare your heart, ask the Lord to help you study the word because I'm telling you, this world is in pure chaos right now. And all it wants to do is get us tied up with it. You understand what I'm saying? It just wants to get us tied up in it. So, but anyway, so that's what I wanted to share with you today, guys. And, um, like I said, I hope you got something out of it. Um, because looking at... Looking at Isaiah and everything that he went through, I mean, even with the prophets of Baal, I'll have to I'll have to ask this. How many of you see the prophets of Baal today in this world? How many of you see um, things, even in churches, that are just like the prophets of Baal? They'll do everything they can to get your attention. And they'll do all this spectacular stuff and all this showmanship. But really and honestly, it's nothing but an empty uh, promises and empty movements. And unfortunately, there are churches today and there are preachers and pastors today that are very similar to that. They're full of show with no substance. Okay. So we need to stay focused. We need to keep our eyes upon the Lord. We need to just be humble and pray to him and dig into the word. All right. We need to get into the word because the word is there for us to learn from, 
to live by, and to spread. It's our job to spread the Word of God to a lost and dying world. It is our job to, um, as Jesus told the disciples, go out and make disciples of all nations. That's what our job is as Christians. My question is, are you doing your job? Or are you sitting on your hands and, and letting other people do the work? So it's time to get out and get a little dirty, honestly, all right, especially in today's times. But anyway, I want to thank all of you today for listening and joining uh, me on today's episode. I want to uh, invite you guys to go over to my po- uh, my website, jesusinacupofjoe.com. That's where you're going to find the podcast. You're going to find my, my blog pages that I do. You'll see our merchandise store and you will see our donation um, page. Now, I am attempting to raise donations and funds and I'm also looking for sponsorship because I have the opportunity to take the podcast to the airwaves. And what I'm trying to do is is been praying and asking and and waiting on the Lord to see if if he wants hit, if he wants this move to the airways it'll happen. But um but I want to encourage all of you to to subscribe, follow and share, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social media and share us with your friends and family, all right? But uh but like I said, uh, thank you so much for supporting not only this podcast but the ministry. Thank you for listening to me. And um, may God bless each and every one of you. And just remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe. God bless.